Spirit of God. Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensah. Follow up to that, we are talking about how to have successful relationships. You see, from the time and the moment that we are born, we have several relationships. The one that takes precedence and primary is our relationship with God. And then we have relationships with parents, siblings, relatives, teachers, friends, spouses, spouse, seniors, juniors in society, business partners, so many relationships at every level. And when God created man, he said, man was not supposed to be alone. And whether or not we like it, we have relationships all throughout our lives. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, by the entrance of the word of God, may your life be transformed. By the entrance of the word of God, may your life not be the same. In the mighty name of Jesus. It is not good to be alone. Let's look at, let's, let's look at a number of scriptures along those lines. Judges chapter 18. Judges 18. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Judges 18, 26. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says, Then the children of Dan went their way, and when Micah saw that they were too strong for him, he turned and went back to his house. 27, so he says, They took the things Micah had made, and the priests who had belonged to him, and went to Les, to a people, notice this, quiet and secure and they struck them with the edge of the sword and burned the city with fire there was no deliverer because it was far from sidon and notice this phrase and they had no ties with anyone it was in the valley that belonged to bet rehob so they rebuilt the city and dwelt there this was a company of people that came under attack but 28 says and there was no deliverer because it was far from Zedom, the King James says, and they had no business with any man. And it was in the valley that lied by better up, and they built the city and dwelt therein. These people, they were quiet and secure, and they smote them with the edge of the sword. But the reason why they were defeated is because they had no business with anyone. It is not good. To be alone. God made us for relationship. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9. He says this. Two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their labor. If they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls. For he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Two are better than one. It is not good to be alone. The primary relationship that we have in our life is the relationship with God. And, and, and the relation, then we have relationships with others as well. And some of the relationships we have are good, some are, are, are not so good, are bad. And we are going to try to um, resolve that this morning. And when we look in the Bible, 
we see that Adam and Eve were born into a relationship with God. And by a choice of their own, they chose the wrong relationship, which is a relationship with the devil, and became friends with him. And threw all of us and the whole world in a mess. But thank God, Jesus came to restore it. They were meant to exist under God's authority and God's dominion. And when they chose to rebel and enter a wrong relationship, the result was devastating. You see, one wrong relationship can ruin your life. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may God bless you with good relationships. And may God give you the wisdom to choose the right relationships. In the mighty name of Jesus, may he take any bad relationship out of your life and may he bring good relationships into your life. You see, anybody who is, who is a child of God is in a right relationship with God and anyone who is not in the kingdom of God is not in a right relationship with God. And if you are watching this morning, if you are watching this moment, wherever you may be, if you are not in a relationship with God, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, by the end of this message, may you make that decision to return back to God. May you make that decision to become a child of God. There is no way you can make it in this world without God. Am I in a right relationship with God? If Jesus Christ comes right now, will I go with him to heaven? Are you in position? There is no middle ground. Either God is your father or he's not. In John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus told the religious leaders of their day, the strictest of most religious people, he said that you are of your father, the devil, and his will. He says you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he's a liar and the father of it. Either God is your father or the devil is your father. There is no middle ground. May you make that decision to change your father if God is not your father in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, how God says it's not good for us to be alone. Someone did a study and, and they re came to realize for man to be successful... His success and failures in the society absolutely depends. It depends on his relationships, the kind of relationships that he has. They came to a conclusion that a man's success depends on his skills. 18% depends on his skills and ability. And 82% depends on his human relationships. So the wrong relationships can really affect your success and we realize today that many households are broken and mostly it is caused by the disharmony of their human relationships so to have good and successful human relationships we have to reflect on ourselves we have to keep our good points and correct our weak points we can't blame everything on the devil we have to reflect and analyze take an inventory and see and we have to do this Prayerfully. So that the question is, how do we have successful relationships? We have to start with Jesus. Jesus, we must live Jesus-centered and have Jesus-centered attitudes in our lives. If we are selfish, we won't be able to make good human relationships. 
Let's see what Jesus has to say about this. One of the, the first things is we should consider other people. To have successful relationships, we should consider other people. Notice what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7. He says, therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Whatever you want others, whatever you want others to do to you, do the same thing to them. So when we have a deep interest in others for serving them, then we can have good relationships. If before you take any action, ask yourself, how is it going to affect the other person? Is that how I want to be treated? Think about and consider always other people. Two, to have good successful relationship, we should not criticize others negatively. This is a good one. There is a, an old Korean proverb that says, without its feet, a spoken word will walk 400 kilometers. And another one says, rats will hear our speaking at night and so will bed at day. So if you start criticizing someone negatively and secretly about their fault, the sense is that he will say it to the next person. And next thing you know, you might be the next one on the list to be criticized secretly. So to have successful relationships, let's get to the place where we may evaluate someone's character. You see, God didn't call us to be anyone's judge. In, in Matthew chapter 7, from verse 1 to 5, it says this, Judge not that you may not be judged. For what, with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eyes, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite. First, remove the plank from your own eye. Then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. He's saying before you criticize the other person, look, look at yourself first. There's a big plank on your eye, and you are able to see through some way, somehow, and see the speck in the other person's eye. That, that's, there's, something wrong with, there's something wrong with that picture. <laughs> I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that may God deliver us from that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Three, to have good human relationship, we should not take advantage of others. We should not take advantage of of others if you exploit people and just use uh, and just use other people they will feel it and sometimes we even do it to God one time a, a pastor says someone came to church he prayed for the person to be healed and the person got healed and then later on he, he met the person and said I mean, you, you are healed now I haven't I, I mean I haven't seen you church um, what's the issue 
He said, no, I just came to church to be healed, and now that I'm healed, I, I, don't, I don't need the church any longer. So he was just, that person was just using God. Sometimes that's why we do we even use God. God may be exploited once, but he will never be known never be again. I pray in the name of Jesus that we will not take advantage of others. In, we read in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 39, Jesus replies, says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Matthew 7, 22, 37 to 39. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. The love question, when it comes to God, must be settled. That is the first commandment. L love the Lord with your all, everything. Notice he, say, he says this. With all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That must be in place. This moment, this, at this very time, ask yourself, is he first in my life? Do I really love him? Or am I just using him to get what I need and after that, I won't be committed to him? Then he says, love your neighbor as yourself. So we ought to truly love God and our neighbor and not to take advantage of them. You see, for instance, if, if a husband just uses his wife as a tool of his desire and life, she won't, she won't love him. If the wife just thinks of her husband as the means of making money of her happy, happiness, that's also not right. It has to be both ways. Selflessness, transparency, True love causes us to be true, so we should not exploit others. If, there are others. if others think they are exploited, they will feel scorned. We discover this in Romans chapter 13, verse 10. He says that love does no harm to its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. True love covers everything. Sometimes we just, we, if we just do things for selfish reasons, again, that's not right. I pray in the name of Jesus that we'll be selfless in our love in the mighty name of Jesus. Four, in order to have true human relationship and, and successful hum, human relationship, we should speak highly of others. We should speak highly of others. Compliments make those who receive them feel good about themselves. When we have applauded, we feel exalted and happy. Praise adds courage and joy to our lives. A compliment goes a long way to have good relationships. Instead of criticizing, what good can I say about this person? What good character trait can I find in this person? One time, there was a certain man who had gone to World War I, and he had, been, he had suffered such trauma during the war that sometimes he would just get drunk, and when he gets drunk, he would just start killing people in the community. 
uh, he would just slit their throat. And so what the, the, everyone in there was a very small town. Everyone in the town knew because of the t terror that they had experienced in the war, and that's why they had those spells. It's the police department would do is when they, when that person got in that mood, they would just arrest him and put him in prison. And the people in the town were very sympathetic. And they'll just put him in, in, in prison, and when, he went, when that spell passed, they'll just release him again. But one day, this man got to the point where he, he just wanted to end his life. So he got in that state again, and when the chief of police got, over, got, got there and wanted to arrest him, he said, no. Um, he said, just come along, let's just go, like we normally would put you out there, cool down, and then you come back. He said, no, no I'm not going to do it. He said to this person, I'm going to cut your throat. And he started being violent. And the police officer didn't have any option. He had to defend himself and ultimately the person died. But there was one pe person in the community. And the whole community was like, what a relief. We are relieved from this person and, and, and all that. A man in the community, he said, for one thing, he had his troubles. But he had beautiful eyes. He had beautiful eyes. The Bible says that he that will love life and see good days must watch his mouth. Everybody was looking at the negative, but he was looking at the positive in the person. I pray there are so many relationships that we have in our lives. There is a tendency to look at what is, what is negative and focus on the negative, but begin to look for what is positive and begin to pray. The people around you, they did something today. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing that. It will go a long way and help us have successful and good relationships. I pray in the name of Jesus. May God bless you with good relationships. In Proverbs chapter 17 verse 22, it says, A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20 to 21, he says, A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, every time that you open your mouth, the words that come out of your mouth, may it minister grace. And may it be good for edification in the mighty name of Jesus. To have good relationship and successful ones, we must Acknowledge other strong points and praise for them. If a husband compliments his wife for her good points, she will feel glorified and warm in her heart. And it is the same for to the wife. She should not just nag her husband for his weak point, but if she admires her husband for his good point, he will be so happy and exalted. Compliments will bring courage and joy into our life. Therefore, to have good relationship in our lives, we must speak highly of, the, of, of others in our lives. Amen. I pray that when, whenever you speak, 
The words coming out of your mouth will minister grace. I say whenever we speak, may the words coming out of our mouth minister grace. In the mighty name of Jesus. It makes all the difference in the relationships that we have. That we speak the right, the right words. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says in Ephesians 4 verse 29. Ephesians 4 verse 29. He says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is, what is good for necessary edification. That it may impart grace to the hearers. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. But what is good for necessary edification. That it may impart grace to the hearers. Let no corrupt word. Don't let it come out of your mouth. But what will minister grace. May that be yours in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Fifth, five. In order to make good human relationships and have successful relationships, we must pay attention to others. Some people usually will insist on their own opinions and make excuses. And they say, you just listen to me and not pay heed to others. But, you see, it, 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 sometimes it's difficult to listen to others. And sometimes, when, sometimes just, just by listening to paying attention to them, Sometimes as people talk through their problems, they say, oh, I see what I'm supposed to do here. Just be a listening ear for somebody. Let's be a good listener. In Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19, he says, In the words, multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. And, and so many times when you talk to people, they only want to exceed their own opinions Without stopping, like I said, and you, say, you ask them, get to the point. You say, no, 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 let me just talk about, and they'll sometimes go all around the world, <laughs> like, like we say. But sometimes also, we just have to have a listening ear for people and just be there for people, especially in this season. In Romans chapter 12, verse 15 to 16, he says, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Hence, if we pay heed to those who come to discuss and understand them, most of them find their own answers, like I said, and, and, and go back. It's sometimes there's good practice. He says that rejoice with those who are rejoicing. That means be there for them. Weep with those who weep. And be of the same mind toward one another. Don't set your mind on high things. Just associate with the humble. Amen. I pray that God, God will give us that strength and that grace to be there for each other in the name of Jesus. Amen. Six. To have good and successful human relationship, we should make effort to give a helping hand to others. There will be good neighbors. Give a helping hand. To others. In the springs right now it's snowing. Don't just shovel your driveway. If there's an elderly person in your community. Help them shovel their, their driveway as well. And be there. And be a good neighbor. Most of the people that had good relationships in the Bible. They, have a, they had a covenant mindset. You see a covenant is different from a contract. 
A covenant is a strong bond. An example of that is David and Jonathan. They were very close friends. And in 1 Samuel, let's look at this. 1 Samuel chapter 18. 1 Samuel chapter 18. From verse 1, he says, Now when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Then verse 3 says, Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan took off the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his armor, even to his sword and his bow and his belt. The, in a covenant relationship, the other person looks for what the other person lacks and wants to be there and fulfill it for that person. It's different from a contract. And so they, because of the love that they have for themselves, they made a contract. They made a covenant. And this covenant that they made, one time David's life was in danger. Saul wanted to kill David. And Jonathan said, I am here for you. I'm going to watch out for you. Next chapter, in 1 Samuel chapter 19, from verse 1 to 4, and then 1 Samuel chapter 21 to 17, he saved his life. And when he saved David's life, They made a covenant again. And later on, you see, one of the things that causes issues in relationships is that people easily forget. But if you have a covenant mindset, when someone does good for you, you don't forget easily. So when Jonathan helped save David's life when Saul wanted to kill him, years later, when even Jonathan was gone, because of that covenant mindset, notice what he said in 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 3. He has become successful. He's sitting on the throne and he, say, and he gets to that place where he says, Is there anyone? Is there not still someone of the house of Saul? To whom I may show the kindness of God. Then Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, Indeed, he is in the house of Masha, the son of Emil, in Lodibar. Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Masha, the son of Emil, from Lodibar. Now Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David. He fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, here is your servant. So David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake and will restore to you all the land of Saul your grandfather and you shall eat bread at my table continually is there anyone of the house of Saul or Jonathan to have successful relationship we must be loyal 
we must not easily forget. Sometimes I do things for people and they come back and say, yeah, they still keep coming. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Others don't, don't remember. Sometimes you do something for some, they don't even acknowledge it. We must remain loyal. David said, is there anyone? I remember the time when my life was in danger and Jonathan helped save my life. I remember the time that he was there for me. Is there anyone? The only person they could find was somebody who was lame in his feet. Has Mephibosheth he himself has not done anything to deserve it, but because of what his father did and the covenant they had, now it's benefiting even his generation as well. And that's how God treats us. Because, because Jesus has paid the price, now we enjoy the benefits of it. And he, he wants us to get to the place where we have that same compassion. What is the greatest thing on God's heart? And the greatest thing on God's heart is that, is that everyone will hear the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. So if there's someone around you, we should act like David and begin to ask and say, is there anyone around me who does, is not in the right relationship with God? Are they going with me to heaven? What can I do because of what Jesus has done for me? What can I do to let them also come into the kingdom of God and enjoy what I enjoy? Analyze and look at the relationship in your life and say, what, has, what, what, what can I do for this person for all the kindness that they have shown me? A kind word. Sometimes a kind word, words of comfort and encouragement are helpful sometimes. When we, are, when we are depressed or distressed, a few understanding and encouraging words will make us refreshed. Proverbs chapter 12. Notice that, notice that all these, some of these verses are coming from Proverbs. Wisdom in how to relate to people. He says, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. But a good word makes it glad. A good word makes it glad. So likewise, when your neighbor is afflicted and troubled, you can give him and give them a good word. I pray you make every effort to help your neighbor, if possible, when it's in the power of your hands to do that. Proverbs 3 verse 27 says, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due, when it is in the power of your hand to do so. When we don't have the ability, we cannot help. But if, if possible, we should do our very best to help others. Sometimes we, understand, we, we misunderstand what Jesus Christ said. It's Matthew chapter 5, 38 to 42. Matthew chapter 5. He, he tells us how to relate to people. Matthew 5, verse 38 to 42. He says, you have heard it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist an evil person. But whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other to him also. If anyone wants to sue you and take away your tunic, let him have your cloak also. 
And whoever compels you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to him who asks you and from, whom, from him who wants to borrow from you. Do not turn away. It's not saying that if someone borrows your car and comes and says, give me your house, then give the, give the house if God hasn't led you to do that. <laughs> what he's saying is it, a cloak and a tunic a cloak is a very inexpensive thing to have. So if someone asks for your, your cloak or your tunic and asks for the other one, if it's within your means to do it, go ahead and do it. If he says go another mile and you've already gone another mile, if you've gone one mile already, then going the extra mile is not difficult. Go the extra mile. If it is in the power of you, if it's in your power, to help somebody be a good neighbor and help that person in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and do it. You have successful relationships when we do that. Seven, we should work beyond our duty. This applies to when we are working for somebody. We should go beyond, we should work beyond our duty. If they want to promote somebody at work, who would they look to promote? The one who comes in 30 minutes late and leaves 30 minutes early. Or the one who comes in 30 minutes or 15 minutes early and stays beyond if there's things that need to be done and goes the extra. Who will be promoted? That's the person that will be promoted. And so, so many times you have issues at work because, I mean, we just... It's almost like you just want to clock in and clock out and not do the work. I pray, receive the grace to go the extra mile. One time, some, someone had a furniture store. And it was a rainy day. And a lady was standing outside waiting for the rain to pass. The owner of the store went out and said, just come in here. We have comfy chairs here. This is a furniture store. Comfy chairs. Just sit in here and, and make yourself comfortable. She said, no, I'm, I'm okay. I, I'm fine. I said, no, no. We, you, you, you go ahead and come in. So she persuaded the lady to come in to sit down. What's the number for your car? I'll just look out for your driver when, when they come. And she, he just stood out there and, and, and waited for the driver. And, and the woman ultimately left. Later on, he got a letter from Andrew Carnegie saying that I need to buy millions of worth of, I mean, of worth of furniture for my company. Andrew Carnegie was like a steel manufacturer here, here in America. So the person that this person had helped was the mother of Andrew Carnegie. And he said, my mother recommended that if I need furniture, I should come and get it from here. Just one act of kindness. He didn't have to do that. I pray in the name of Jesus, when you are on the job, wherever you are working, in a business, serving customers, whatever you are doing, endeavor to go a little extra. It will go a long way and help you have good and successful relationships. This man ended up making millions. Just a little kindness brought him a great reward. The Bible says in Luke 16, verse 10, he says, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. 
And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. If you are not faithful in little things, no one will entrust to you big things. In serving in the house of God, in, serving, in, in, in doing the work that we do, in relating with our customers, the things that we do. If you are unfaithful in what is least, you will also be faithful and unjust. In, unfaithful and, and unjust in what is much. Proverbs 28, 20 says, A faithful man will abound with blessings, but he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. Therefore, I pray in the name of Jesus, as you are faithful in your service to God and in your service to others, may you abound with blessings in the name of Jesus. I said, may you abound with blessings in Jesus' name. I said, may you abound with blessings in Jesus' name. I said, may you abound with blessings in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Eight, this goes a long way. If we heartily express our thanks, we can become good neighbors or we can have successful relationships. Psalm 50 verse 23 says, Whoever offers praise glorifies me, and to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. When God helps us, we should be thankful. When others help us, we should be thankful. At home, we should be grateful and we should be thankful. Colossians 3.15 says, be thankful. Be thankful. For, for our parents, if your parents are still alive, be grateful to them. If you can thank your parents and be a blessing to them, they took care of you, be a blessing to them. Say thank you. you it will make you a good neighbor as well. We must honor and thank our parents. Nine, to be good neighbors or to have good successful relationship, we should be humble and use phrases like, I apologize. Excuse me. If you are rude, we will never become good neighbors. If you are haughty and proud, people will not like us and will not be around, want to be around us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 to 5, he says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, it's not puffed up, does not behave, notice this phrase, rudely, does not seek its own, it's not provoked, thinks no evil. Sometimes you may think it's a very little thing, but just saying I apologize will go a long way. Wives to husbands, children to parents, parents to children, I apologize. Makes all the difference. Proverbs chapter 16, uh, and verse 32 says, He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. Slow to anger. Slow to anger. James 1, 19 to 20 says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. 
So try, try not to be angry. I know it's, it's not that easy. <laughs> but slow to wrath. The wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. 10. To have successful relationships, we should try to learn from others' good points. We should try to learn from others' good points. We should not be jealous of others who are be better than us. If someone has done something good, try to learn from them. Try to learn from them if, they, if they've done something good. We live with people all the time. You see, the thing that causes so, so, so many times, that causes issues in relationships, is in, this verse in Philippians 2, 3 will help us. It says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition. It's the selfish ambition that causes issues in relationships. The selfish ambition. May God deliver us from that in the name of Jesus. I said may God deliver us from that in the name of Jesus. We should have humble attitude. Husband to learn from wives. Wives to learn from husbands. Even parents to learn from children. Someone said, where there are three, there must be one of them from whom we can learn. If we acknowledge that others are better than ourselves and humble ourselves to learn from them and speak highly of them, we'll make good relationships. So important. So important. We don't live alone. We live in a community. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that people will desire to be around us and not the opposite because of the love that we show to them. So to summarize, first, consider others. Two, do not judge others negatively. Three, do not to have successful relationship. Do not take advantage of others. Four, speak highly of others. Five, try to listen to others. Notice how others keep coming up. Six, make every effort to help others. Seven, work beyond your duty. Eight, express your thanks heartily. Nine, speak with humble attitudes. Ten, try to learn from others. Then you'll become a good neighbor and have good relationships. Remember, 18% of your success depends on your skills. 80 and 82 depends on human relationships that you have. And ultimately, also the relationship that you have with God. I sense in my heart that some are going through a difficult time because of broken relationships. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may God heal that relationships, relationship between siblings, relationship between parents and children with your employer, whatever relationship is broken. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. May God heal like only he can. In the mighty name of Jesus and in any area of your life where you are hurting, 
may God himself heal like only he can. In Philippians 2, 5, he says, your attitude should be like that of Jesus Christ. I pray in the name of Jesus, the same attitude that Jesus Christ had in his walk on the earth that made him lay down his life for us. May we have that same attitude and lay down our life for others. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. May God take out bad relationships and bless you with good and successful relationships. Maybe you have missed this some way, somehow. May God reveal it to you and as you correct in the mighty name of Jesus. May he restore like only he can. May he restore like only he can. I said may he restore like only he can. In the mighty name of Jesus that married that is on the brink of divorce. I pray in the name of Jesus, may God heal like only he can. That relationship with your children that has gotten so bad as you make adjustment as an they make adjustment. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may God restore like only he can. May God heal your family. May God heal your marriage. May God heal every broken relationship. Mend that relationship. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Let's talk to the Lord. Say, Lord, help me to love you and to love others. Talk to the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. He says, if you cannot, if you say you love God, but cannot love the person that you see, there's, a, there's something wrong with that picture. Lord, the people that I relate to every day, give me the grace. To love you, to serve you, and to love them as well. Forgive me of wrong attitudes that hinder me in my relationships. And help me from today to have a better attitude in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Help me in the name of Jesus to help others when it is in the power of mine to do it in the name of Jesus. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535. 